These are the words of Zechariah, Luke 1, verse 76. And you, my little son, will be called a prophet of the Most High, because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us on the path of peace. Tonight, uh, my wife and I, Teresa and I, want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas from our family to your family. And what a wonderful thing it is to be with you here tonight to celebrate with you as individuals and as families on this wonderful night where we celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I look around the room tonight and I realize that there are people who may be here tonight for the first time, that there may be people who are here tonight maybe that haven't been here in a long time. But for all of us who are here, whether first time, long time, or people who come often, I have a hope and a prayer for tonight. I pray that this evening that everyone who is in this room will have a special moment or experience at some point in the service where you get a glimpse of the light and the love that Jesus has for you. Tonight is a, it's a global message. The, the, the good news of Jesus is for the whole world but it's also for you to reach you where you are and we hope that the message this evening will meet you at the place in your life where you have the most need for light and for hope and for life. I received a, an amazing gift. It, it may be one of the best Christmas gifts I've, I've ever received and I received it yesterday in my mailbox. In my mailbox it was a little devotional book that somebody gave me to begin reading in the new year. And on the inside cover, it was these words were inscribed. It was written to me by a man and a woman on the inside who gave me the devotional book, who two years ago, two years ago, came to an Easter service. And they were living apart from one another. Their marriage was in shambles. They'd experienced a deep personal loss and a death in their family. They were having trouble recovering from it. But they decided to go to church on Easter looking for hope. And then they began coming Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And then something slowly over time happened to them. They began to let the hope and the light of Jesus into their life and into their heart. And they gave me that devotional book because the devotional book said, here it's been two years and God has put our marriage back together. Isn't that beautiful? 
you know, what, what an honor it is and a privilege it is, you know, to be able to stand up here week after week and to share this good news of Jesus Christ that God has for every single person on the earth and for everybody that walks in this room, regardless of where you've been and who you are or what your life circumstance is. The reason I chose that passage that I read earlier, which precedes the birth narrative, is because I love the line in there. You see, Zechariah and Elizabeth were barren. Uh, They weren't able to have a baby. And then one day God gives this revelation to Zechariah and says, Elizabeth, who is advanced in age, is going to have a son and you're going to have a baby. And it says that Zechariah doubted the word of God. And because he doubted, God pushed the mute button. And he wasn't able to speak for nine months. Now, I can't imagine what it would be like not to speak for nine months. And I can't imagine what the first words I might say after my mouth was open. But when John was born, the first words that came out of his mouth were a prophecy. And this is what he said. He said, a mighty Savior is going to be born. And because of the tender mercy of God, there will be forgiveness for everyone. Salvation for everyone. And he says, the light is going to shine in the darkness. The darkness will not overcome it. And it will be a new day and a new morning. You know, tonight, as I stand here and think about the world we live in, and I hear that word darkness, isn't it true that there is so much darkness in our world? I feel just deep anguish in my heart for what's happening in the world today. You know, every Christmas Eve it's the same. It's just different people, different places, different circumstances. There's always darkness in the world. Real evil. Man's inhumanity to man. Tonight it's Aleppo. And children orphaned. Buried in the rubble of civil war. Tonight, it's people suffering from the impact of terrorism in Berlin, innocent lives lost out celebrating Christmas. Tonight, it's Christians, Coptic Christians living in Iraq, suffering persecution for their faith. And then just this, just this last two weeks, one night a few weeks ago, actually two weeks ago, I performed a funeral service for a man who was so hopeless that he leapt from the second, second Street Bridge to his death. And then another family this last week who lost a husband, lost a father to a drunk driver. There's a lot of darkness in our world. But the reason that I love this Christmas story is because it says that God, that God brings light into the darkness of people's lives, and it's how he entered the world. When we hear the story, we sometimes romanticize and we forget When he was born, he was born in a land of deep darkness. He was born to parents living in utter poverty. He was born to parents who had no place for him to be born. He was born like every other baby on the face of this earth, a very human birth, and a birth where there was no adequate medical care to take care of him. And then soon after he was born, he and his family became refugees, and they had to flee to another country because there was a king who wanted to kill him and to execute him 
because he was the son of God. And then as he grew up and became a man, he suffered persecution. He was betrayed by his own friends. And eventually, religious people killed and executed the baby that came to bring light to our world. Because of the way that he entered the world, what that says to us is that our God cares deeply about human suffering. And when I look around our community and I see this phrase, keep Christ in Christmas, I wonder what they mean. Do they mean putting Merry Christmas on a Starbucks cup? Do they mean saying Merry Christmas, you know, in the grocery store? Are they talking about political correctness? For me, this is what keeping Christ in Christmas means. It means caring about the things that God cares about. Caring about widows and orphans and those who are oppressed and living in suffering and about doing justice for those that God cares deeply about and having our heart broken for them. You know, I will tell you tonight that I'm a little bit overwhelmed by all the things I just said. And I wonder, what can I do about all that? And that's why, you know, we took up an offering earlier, but that's why I'm so happy that this next year, in the next year, there are going to be children in our city who are going to go home every weekend with food in their backpack. Because 100 families gave a gift to give food for children who are going to go home without food. You know, I can't do something tonight about the children of Aleppo, but I can make sure that there are 100 kids in our city that have food in their backpacks. You can do that too. You can make room for a child by putting food in their backpack. But you know, tonight though, it's not just the darkness in our world that's so obvious, but it's the darkness that exists in your own heart and your own life. And we hide it very well, don't we? Because some of you tonight are feeling the darkness of being away from family and feeling very alone tonight. Christmas Eve brings out loneliness. Some of you are struggling with chronic pain and illness. Some of you are in marriages and relationships that feel tattered and broken and torn. Some of you are doing work that feels meaningless and hopeless to you and empty. Some of you are weary by Christmas and the meaninglessness of buying gifts for people who need nothing. Some of you feel empty tonight and lonely in so many ways. And so what I want you to hear tonight is that not, it's not just that God came to the suffering in the world, but he also came to bring you light, to bring you hope to penetrate your darkness, He came for you. And so tonight, my prayer is for everybody in this room, is that you will just open up your life and let love come down into you. And the way that He enters your life is the same way He always enters a person's life. When someone says yes to Him. And in the same way that the Holy Spirit conceived new life in Mary, 
When you say yes to Jesus, He conceives new life in you. Salvation means to be released from your past, to be forgiven. Salvation means to be set free for your future, to be given a purpose. And the reason this is so powerful to me is because the answer to the suffering in our world begins with you. It begins with you. Because when the light starts to grow inside of you and in your life, you then are able to enter the darkness of another person in this world and bring light and hope to them. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. 